And you're listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM right across Australia. We have come to the second hour of the show, looking outside, pretty pretty beautiful sunny day. Well, it's it's quite blue skies, but the sun doesn't seem as bright. Maybe it's being obscured by a cloud right now that we can't see out of our window. Yeah, that's true, actually. It's got a weird color out there, Yeah, for sure. It's, like I, more, it's more of a gray, it even is. though it's blue sky. I like I like. Great too. It's a That's bit okay. of a not quite a high pressure system, you know, not a cloudless sky, but some clouds floating around. But from what we can Slowed see, by. the forecast it should be should be decent weather today. It's actually my my first day back at uni today. Like, you know what's crazy? What? Mine too. Really? I just found out. What is what does that? I know mean? it's it's wild times. Are you are you studying? <sighs> Apparently, Blake the. <laughs> Big university student? Yes. Dude, let's go. That's awesome. Yeah, I think we're studying almost the same thing. Okay. Not the exact same thing. Do you know your units? No, I just found out yesterday that I was supposed to go. So, okay, you better <laughs> classes start today, tomorrow. Well, my, I have one that starts tonight. A class? I know, it's crazy. Tonight? Tonight, yeah. Wild times. I just got the email. So, that's me sorting no, my life no, out. No, no, no. Are you sure? Are you sure it's not? Because you might have got sent like a timetable of classes, but there's no classes today for any subject. But this is a so there's a master's class. Okay, okay, fair enough. Blake Penland <laughs> sucked in. That's that's the first thing I have to say. The second thing I have to say is let's have another clue for the quiz. <laughs> I, <didn't, laughs> I, was, I wasn't trying to say it. You Here forced me into it. Mary and Joseph took Jesus to this city when he was eight days old in order to present him to the Lord. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. If you know where Mary and Joseph went when you and young Jesus was eight days old to. Uh, present him to the Lord, 0491-064-669, and you will go into the draw to win Seven Deadly Relationship Sins by Jennifer Jill Schwarzer, as well as 13 Weeks to Joy. Now, looking at this Seven Deadly Relationship Sins, uh, we've got some, we've got, these are the sins. You ready? Yep. Ready to find out what they are? Escalation, invalidation, defensiveness, withdrawal, denial, misinterpretation, and stuffing. If you want to overcome... Stuffing? I guess these guys are vegetarian or vegan, and they're, you know they're saying that not happening in my you, house. If you get the stuffing involved, then no, nah, I'm just kidding. Obviously, there's there's it's a term that I'm unfamiliar with, but you would be familiar with if you win win this prize. So zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. All right, let's do some text messages. <coughs> Excuse me there. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> my, my throat was not working there properly. Morning, Blake and Lawson. Good to have you back, Blake. I loved hearing from all the projects being done in Finland. Uh, but we hearing. But when are we hearing your story from Finland? Oh, interesting. We, we could talk about that. Uh, we got a lot of text messages to go through right now, but maybe later on in the show I can share a few thoughts about, uh, final thoughts of Finland as well, too. It was, mm-hmm. it was an excellent time over there. Braden, you got the answer right. Raphael, answer right. Brett, correct. Braden again, correct as well, too. Another Braden. Mm-hmm. Uh, England's museums, another text in here. Based on stealing over the centuries, you would think that their greed would have a limit. Mm-hmm. The only reason they have a change of heart now is just because they can't hold anymore. <laughs> okay. Uh, then uh, it says. East India Company stated uh, or started in the 1400 till 1864, and then changed to British East Company. Slavery and opium and stealing museum pieces was where they got much of their money. Mm. Mm. Not a proud history. Yikes! But here's 
Okay, that's one text. That's one take. Here's another take. Uh huh. You ready for this? That's actually offensive to say that England and Britain stole, quote, those artifacts. That's a leftist slur. Most of those countries did not value those objects because they had no connection to the ancient cultures and in their in other cases. Uh, like recently in Syria, fanatics were actually destroying the material. Now, that, that, that did happen in Syria, actually. I mm-hmm. think it happened in Iraq as well, too, recently. Mm-hmm. So, interesting. Uh, I don't know where I stand on that because, honestly, at the time, that wasn't stealing. Like, back then... The stealing, the totally different mindset, totally different world. So I can get where, uh, this is Chris who texts this in. Mm. I actually can understand what you're saying as yeah. well, too. Like, they're trying to preserve history. Mm. Uh, but then on the other side of the coin, like, there were definitely some times where you got some, like, uh, tomb raiders yeah. <laughs> going in there getting some stuff. And simultaneously, I think my point is, is, like, once those artifacted, let's not use the word covered, uh, uh, stolen, let's use the word recovered. Okay. They'd been recovered from the country, taken back to England. We now come into the modern era, and you'll see that artifact on a pedestal in the British Museum with a uh, a bunch of text associated with it, talking about how important it is to that culture. And so when people from that country that have heritage in that culture says, hey, it's great that it's in your museum, but could we have it back? And, and the British Museum no. is like, uh, no, like it's ours now. So, no. so that's where I'm. I'm a little bit like, is is that the, is that the best method? Is that the best policy? I think I definitely think during the time, like the majority of that wasn't stealing. There mm-hmm. was like this is like how the world like functioned, mm-hmm. and so like because if we're going to talk about stealing. Like I mean, like where does that? Then we go to reparations. We go to it. Just it's an endless. It's an endless tide of just like unanswered and really unanswerable questions, I think, mm-hmm. to some degree. But then there is the point, like, hey, like if those are the crown jewels of Cambodia, I think the right thing to do is to give them back to Cambodia. Like mm-hmm. that that does make sense because we're in a different phase. And obviously, if you don't even have room to store stuff anymore, like are you really gonna hurt that bad? <laughs> them back, you know? Like Anyway, another uh, text message here coming in kidnapping of Bryce Barker and PNG. Good ending, but the kidnappers should not get mm-hmm. away with it. Unless it's oftentimes the government officials behind them. Ooh, conspiracy theory. God bless the missionaries and the churches involved, though. They have op- But now they've opened the door for more kidnapping to happen by letting them get away with it. Easy money. Ooh, that's a kind of a, a sad thought as well, too. Uh, Frago texts in. <laughs> Frago, this is a wild one. More than friends, quote, we live at the same address. What does this mean, Blake? <laughs> well... Uh, Kyle and Morgan Vincent and I, we all are roommates uh, at the Vincent house is what I call it. And we are friends. Uh, but I think the rule is I think you can only leave the house once you get married. Because Levi Johnson was there. Mark Selhoom was there before. Uh, we've got uh, examples of other people. It's like it's kind of the boys' house there. In, Harley in Southwell. Harley Southwell. Yeah. yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's a holding tank. <laughs> for, <laughs> for pre-married for, people, for, for men who are trying to get married and they're on their way out, but that's the only way out. That must so. be my problem. Move in. I'm not Boston. in the house. Oh, <laughs> move into the boys' Absolutely. house. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, Cullen as well. Oh, Cullen, Cullen's getting married Cullen, too now. Cullen yeah. was getting married, so he was staying there. Absolutely, dude. It's, shout out the boys. Shout out Watergan Forest. Bro. <laughs> Is it Watergan Forest? Watergan Lakes. I don't know. Wadding Park. Wadding Park. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shout out that area. <laughs> Produce, producing the best men. Yeah. Uh, Braden, <laughs> Braden texts in, 
where can we watch part one and part two of these, uh, the show that you're talking about? Well, Kingdom Come is out now. You can go to kingdomcome.com, maybe .au, or I'm not sure if it's just .com. So Kingdom Come, uh, check that out, and that's part one. But part two is not released yet, and part three is going to be released as well in April at the New South Wales, the North New South Wales Big Camp, actually. That's going to be the premiere. Mm -hmm. So if you want to check that out, uh, it's coming, and that one is uh, on its way here. But you can check out the first video, Kingdom Come. It's really, really good. Mm -hmm. It's uh, about a 30, 35-minute documentary about Daniel chapter 2. Here is another text message coming in. The Waldensians. I knew they were traders and merchants. I didn't know that they sold high-end merchandise. Mm. Also, interesting about how they tied their shoelaces to secretly show they were Sabbath keepers. Beside that, we have much to be Whoa. thankful uh, to them for suffering for the gospel through the centuries. They were truly keepers of the truth via the true Bible from uh, the received text to combat the Bibles from the Alexandrian text used by the Vatican. And that was mm. actually true as well, too. They copied painstakingly accurate copies of the Bible, uh, and they studied the Word all the time. It was, it was essentially a Bible college, mm. the College of the Barbs. It was a really, really cool thing. Uh, Suzanne, close, but that's not the right answer. Uh, Deanne, that is the right answer. Good work. We are uh, just, I think we've gotten through all the text messages, and now we're going to get into our 20 million movement Bible study. Mm -hmm. About covetousness, mm -hmm. which is actually a pretty wild topic. Uh, sorry, one last thing. We just got uh, we just got a text in here. Sky says, "Hello. So, what is the address of this boy's house? Haha. Ha, uh, need a singles day? Uh, quote asking for a friend." <laughs> so, so, <laughs> we got this. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Contact us on 0491-064-669. Now that the existence of this house is out there... The boy's house. Now we can do open days for, for, for potentials. Do they can. Like they can go in, they can... Like a visiting a museum. That's right. <laughs> the and are have some conversation, see, well, what's the state of the house in? Would these people be good good family men? <laughs> is, the, you know, is the upkeep going well? <laughs> and you can make a decision based on that mode. open day. And, what's the garden like? And then there can be some negotiations that take place after. That's so fun. We're having a Watergan Park open day. A, a Watergan Park marriage open day. That is... Incredible. That is awesome. I really need to move that. Nah, nah, I'm just kidding. She uh, texts in as well. She says, I'm sorry, but there's truly no good ones left. Sad. Oh. Oh. But then she says, but I'm not going to drive in stock. That would be awkward. <laughs> <laughs> so Sky's a good girl. She, yeah. Good choice, Sky. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, we are there. Uh, it is uh, it is boy's house, and I, that's the rule. I think they've made like the only escape. Is marriage. Is marriage. Yeah. You so, live you live there until you get married. Yeah. It's That's like incredible. Uh, you can check in, but you can't check out without an engagement ring. <laughs> <laughs> no ring on the finger. That's uh, you, you still gotta linger. That's it. Wow. <laughs> we are uh <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Story of my, my life right now. Mm -hmm. Living living at the house. Yeah. Uh the uh, the ring house, we'll mm -hmm. call it that. The ring house. <laughs> uh so anyway, we have uh, a story of here of beware of covetousness, okay? Mm -hmm. And can you read for us Luke chapter 12, verse 15? I can do that as I turn there in my 
Bible, get over to Luke chapter 12 and verse 15, where the Bible says here, this is Jesus speaking, he said, Beware, guard against every kind of greed. Life is not measured by how much you own. Hmm. That's interesting because that kind of is the opposite to what the world says, mm-hmm. right? And the, the Bible here is saying that life is not measured by what you own. Mm-hmm. And yet, from what I can tell, it sure seems that the world seems to determine success mm. by how much you own. Absolutely. One, one thing I have been just really inspired by uh, of recent are is minimalism. Mm. Ever heard of minimalism? Yeah, of course. So it's like, you know, I got like five t-shirts or something, like one for every day of the week, or some mm. uh, some minimalists are like one t-shirt guys, mm. which could get a little stinky. That, yeah, I'm, <laughs> trust me. I'm like at least two Living guys. In the house come that on, I live at now. I know you got to have more than one t-shirt. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I I think there is something to the commodification that we live in. Everything is everything is materialism, unfortunately. And so when we talk about covetousness and to beware of it, we need to actually understand why it's dangerous in mm. the first place and why the Bible tells us that we should beware of it and to understand why life isn't everything mm. in terms of toys and material and, and gain. Mm. Uh, I, I know from a, like a personal experience, there... I've had a lot of things in my life, and I've mm. also had nothing. When mm. I was five years old, uh, my grandpa burnt my house down uh, because he wanted to steal the insurance money, right? So classic move, Gramps. Intense. Yeah. Well, he didn't burn it down, but one of the – anyway, it was a little bit awkward. But yeah. he, he, was a, he was a pimp, and he had one of his women burn it down. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's, it's what he does. But anyway, that's his life. That's, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I was different. And I was there eating life cereal with my grandma. Uh, they were not together anymore, and I'm I'm eating life cereal, watching the news, and on the news, a helicopter flies over our house on fire, and I was like, <laughs> "That's my house on fire," Ooh. you know. And so, yeah, it was pretty awkward. And so, essentially, after that moment, all I had was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle T-shirt and a little pizza thrower, which was a little toy that I mm. had that shot out little disc pizzas, mm. which is awesome, by the way, my mm. favorite toy. And that's the only thing I had at that moment. Like I had that T-shirt, my shoes, my shorts, my undies, that little pizza thrower, mm. and just because all everything I owned burnt up in a fire. Yeah. It kind of made me realize that materialism can be taken away instantaneously. Mm. Then again, just recently, a few years ago, all the artifacts—not artifacts. Now I'm talking about the British museums here. All mm. of my memorabilia that were in—they were in a fireproof safe at my brother's house Mm. and his house burned down and so all the stuff that we saved like from other people that had given us so basically our house burned up when i was five everything is gone right Mm -hmm. but then we had like aunts and uncles like oh you can have this thing and that thing and that thing to remind you of you know everything Mm. that you've had it goes into a fireproof safe at my brother's house house burns down fireproof safe burns up are you serious so nothing was inside that as well too like you know, we had guns in the safe. We had papers. We had birth certificates. We had all that stuff. All of it burned Even up. Fireproof safe. They're only fireproof to a certain level. And the the car fire, the C A R R fire mm. uh, in Redding, California, was so hot, like it just it just melted stuff. And the, mm. honestly, the the fire the first time around when I was five, called the Fountain Fire. 
the fire was so hot that the the safe melted into a puddle of metal and the gun barrels were sticking out of it like a water fountain. Mm. Like, cause you know, I mean, we had a lot of guns growing up. Like, mm-hmm. like you know, you're from the United I'm States. I'm from the United yeah. States. It's like, it's a right. That's just the, that's just <laughs> the way just, it is. It's the way it is. You yeah. know, for better or for worse, whatever you think about that, I'm not arguing about that. Yeah. I'm just saying we had a lot of guns growing up yeah. so and they all burn up. So it seems as though why covetousness can lead to such ruin is because putting your life's goals and values into things that can immediately dissipate and not exist anymore is dangerous. Very dangerous. Because if, if my value was in, I had a little coin collection. Yeah. I had like, you know, all my little toys. If my values in those things and they can be taken away, then my value can be taken away. Mm-hmm. So in reality, to, we have to be aware of covetousness to like not be envious of what other people have because even those things can be taken away. Like our value needs to come from God. Absolutely. The interesting thing about covetousness, covetousness though, like we were, we were speaking last week, we were talking about not getting into debt because that's sound financial advice and say uh, supporting your family because that's something that God calls us to do. And it says you've denied the faith. If you, if you don't support your family and if you go and get yourself into debt, this will, you know, draw you away from God and, and all these kinds of things. But covetousness is actually one of the Ten Commandments. Like, so, so the other steps is like, oh, you've denied the faith. Like, that's a really bad thing. You need to get back on track. It's like, or, you know, avoid debt because you'll become a slave to the lender. It's like, okay, these are, like denying the faith, that's pretty intense. But like you become a slave to the lender rather than, you know, being a follower of God. It's like, okay, I, this is a really good principle that I want to practice in my life. Whereas covetousness is, this is, this is one of the 10 commandments. commandments. Yeah, this this is, is a sin. This is a part of the foundation of God's law. And the question is, you know, why, why is it valued and so important by God? And what does it lead to? Well, in Exodus 20, verse 17, it's one of the things. This is what it says. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, nor his manservant, nor his maidservant, nor his ox, nor his ass, nor anything that is thy neighbor's. So essentially, anything that your neighbor has, don't covet it. Mm-hmm. Right? Don't And covet is essentially the word that we have, or the color we have, is green with envy. Mm. Like, this is the... The epitome of jealousy. Mm. You know, covetousness is like, this is where it comes from. You you look at something that you don't have, your neighbor has it, and your neighbor is, we learn from the Good Samaritan, you know, who is the neighbor? It's the person who is there with you. And covetousness comes up. It's, it's this seed of evil that is mm. planted and grows and develops and takes over your mind, mm. just craving for more and more and more and more and more. I think you made a good point in regards to the evil of covetousness and the fact that we're not talking about here. I'm like, see Blake walking the shoe. I see his cool shoes. I'm like, dude, Blake, those cool, those shoes, Thanks. those shoes are epic. They're big leather shoes. They're about seven sizes bigger than mine because <laughs> you have massive flipper feet. Uh, but like those shoes are epic. Oh, where did you get them from? Like, oh, I'd like to get my own pair. You know, th- there's one side of like, there's inspiring others. It, yeah, that's yeah. right. Or, or like where, yeah, oh, what food are you eating? Wow, that looks amazing. How am I gonna go? I'm gonna go get that stack of vegan pancakes myself. Something like that. That that's 
there, there's Eastern religion and philosophy that would say that, oh, the desire of anything is evil. But we're like, no, 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 no. Like, God isn't being impractical here. We're talking about this evil jealousy that would lead to definite evil action against the person that you are coveting. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. The Breakfast Show with Blake and Lawson, where we listen to beautiful music with cellos. Cellos are actually my favorite instrument. I feel like it's like... Your favorite. My favorite instrument, for sure. You know, I, I just feel that the cello captures the human emotion better than any other instrument. And, you know, prove me if I'm wrong, but I love the yeah. cello. Personally, I'm a big fan of when someone uh, plays the kazoo really overly loudly like when they're pushing too much air through and it's making that that high pitch squeal that's your style that i'm like i jam. am so calmed down okay i really touched in my soul hey you're listening to the breakfast <laughs> show this morning <laughs> and uh we have a text message we have some text messages here actually we've got a text message here um shout out to my daughter traveling solo to avondale from south australia left yesterday arriving today well i'll probably i'll probably meet her I'll probably meet her. There you go. So, yeah, because I'm I'm going to be down at Avondale as well. I'll probably probably see you there. What's so funny, Blake? I don't know how to respond to that message. I'm so sorry. What do you mean? I don't know. I'm. I'll probably meet her. Well, you're a student. You'll probably meet her. I'm an online student. Shout out, shout out, Suzanne. <laughs> okay. Shout out your daughter who's on the way. Because today's today's like the big O day. Yesterday was they had the the move in day. And then today is the open day. Awesome. Okay. Very, very cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, let's get back into our Bible study. Oh, oh you, want to read, you want me to read this one? Yeah, yeah go Okay. For it. Uh, we got a text message here. Uh, it says, uh, I was reading yesterday that the current Prime Minister of Australia was the first to join the Mardi Gras, par- Mardi Gras Parade. This is a question for you, Lawson. What are your thoughts? How much longer will Australia survive the leaders who have turned their back, backs on God publicly Another step in the return of the demons or the return of the gods. Did, did you say it's a question for me? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I don't think this is a good thing. I think it's mirroring and almost parodying something that we've seen in history happen a fair few different times, which is like... Fall of Rome. That's right. Sure. The descent and downfall of societies. And I think when people would say in response to that, people who are kind of conditioned in the day and age that we live in, they're like, how can you say that accepting gay people is going to be, or, or accepting, you know, homosexuality is a widespread practice, which again, when it comes to loving and helping gay people, we're all about loving people. And we're actually going to read a passage that shows us, it, it mentions homosexuality. It shows us that we're all in the same boat. We're all fighting the same battles. Uh, but how can you say that, the widespread acceptance of that practice is going to bring the downfall of society. I'm like, well, it, it has like a, a fair few times, or at least it's been a, historically con- speaking. It's, it's been a contributing factor to when we have seen those different uh, societies fall or, or struggle. But also simultaneously, I just think of it like this, you know, how does the population grow? <laughs> like, how does how does generations how do generations continue when that's a widespread practice? I, that's a that's just from a biological perspective. From biological, that's a really good point, which I believe reflects morally as well. But hey, there's much more we could talk about. 
But uh, let's let's actually read a passage. I was going to say, are you talking about First Corinthians yeah. chapter six, nineteen? Yeah. Do you have yeah, that? Yeah, let's read it. Let's I, read. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pull this thing up. First Corinthians chapter six. We're gonna read verse nine and ten. And this is a reference to covetousness, is what we're talking yeah. about. But there are so many other things listed in mm. this passage as well. It says, "Don't you realize that those who do wrong will in- will not inherit the kingdom of God? Don't fool yourselves." Those who indulge in sexual sin or who worship idols, commit adultery or male prostitutes or practice homosexuality or are thieves or are greedy people or drunkards or abusive or cheat people, none of these will inherit the kingdom of God. Now, in regards to what we we're just talking about with, you know, Mardi Gras homosexuality, the thing I love about this passage is that it equates all sexual sins with, right. with homosexuality. People try and say, oh, you hate gay people. And it's like... I have the same opinion about homosexuality as I do with premarital sex. Mm. Like they're both just as much a sin and people who are practicing, I feel the same way about. And it's like, oh, but you don't go out persecuting uh, people who have premarital sex. And I'm like, that's the point. Mm. Neither do I, am I at the homosexual person's doorstep persecuting them either, mm-hmm. but we are trying to lead them to Christ. But Within this realm of sin, it also includes that covetousness as well. But the context in which it includes covetousness, it says those who do this will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. And I think there's such a direct link between covetousness here because everything that we could covet on this earth will not exist in heaven. Ooh. Almost, wow. almost everything. Yeah. I mean, well, except for like maybe your neighbor's wife. Yeah. They, uh, will, but, go, well, they will go to heaven, but the Bible yeah. has some pretty clear passages about the nature of relationships in heaven as well, which you don't need to get into. But the point is, is that, yeah, everything that you could spend your life and your time coveting that would lead you, you know, because covetousness, I feel like is this sin that leads to other sins. It's like a gateway sin. Like, covetousness leads to sexual immorality. Covetousness leads to murder, leads to stealing, leads to lying, which are these other big-time, very clear sins. In fact, maybe it's the reason why covetousness was listed last in the Ten Commandments in reflection to the rest of the Ten Commandments, because it's like covetousness leads to doing the rest of these things. Mm. So if you st- And we know that covetousness is about motive and intent rather than action itself it's a it's a motive and intent that leads to other actions so it's like hey make sure you deal with this one because you'll you'll get you'll get the rest of them that we're we're talking about here you know no one steals from a position of not being covetous like i would if i was never covetous i would never steal anything because you wouldn't have the desire to have anything else yeah that's right Uh, but i also find that that covetousness is cyclical mm -hmm. so when you give in to envy or jealousy or covetousness mm. and you you actually go and get that thing that you're coveting, mm. you're not satisfied with it mm. because it doesn't that's not where your value and yeah. satisfaction actually comes from. So then you want more. Mm-hmm. And then you go and covet and envy and jealousy and go again. And so it's almost like an addiction. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's an addictive It's a cyclical addiction, but then there's this linear aspect of it because the more you practice covetousness, the more covetous you become. Mm-hmm. And that About in- everything. that increases and it grows and it grows to eventually the type of ruin that would disqualify you from the kingdom of heaven. Very similar to maybe a snowball rolling down a hill. Mm-hmm. 
And as the snowball begins, it's small, but you let it go. It goes free, and it just grows and grows mm. and grows and gets bigger and bigger. And then pretty soon, you got an avalanche that's out of control, and your mm. life is just spiraling downhill mm. because of unrelinquished and un. Uh, hindered covetousness. And there might be some people out there, you might be thinking like, oh, well, I don't have a shopping addiction or I'm, you know, I'm not stealing money from people to go and, you know, I'm not stealing people's stuff. But again, sin can also malignantly and maliciously work in the heart and within our motives and intents and within our thoughts and our feelings. And there's just such a need, no matter how much you practice it or how little you practice it, sin is sin, you know, Again, the standard of, oh, well, I was a pretty good person on earth is not the standard to get in the he- heaven. The standard to get into heaven is to be submitted to Jesus and to let him work in your heart and in your life and in your mind and, and to repent. And so we have the ability to, now, wherever we are, to ask God, to fall before Jesus and ask him, am I covetousness? Am I, if I am being covetous, please work in my heart to enable me to overcome mm. my covetousness. I think that's an important point that we kind of gloss over sometimes if you're struggling with sin be it of any nature go and pray to god Mm. you know if you confess your sins he is faithful and just to forgive your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness god is helpful he wants to help us with these issues because he loves us and he cares about us you're listening to the breakfast show podcast on faith fm positively different you're listening to The Breakfast Show. We have come very close to the end of the show, but we've definitely come to the part of the show where Lawson shares the results of the quiz so we can win the double prize. That's right. I'm sharing the results of the quiz right now with you. And, of course, the answer was... Well, let's 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 make our way through this. Let's walk, walk through it. So, Melchizedek was, it. was its king the first time this city is mentioned, but it's actually mentioned not in full. Just mm. in, just in slight. It's it's called Salem. That's true. Actually, we have a text message about this, mm-hmm. so this could tie in. Okay. Go text ahead. message says Jesus himself and two angels came to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. What does this say about this sin? Mm. Now, Melchizedek is all part of this, mm-hmm. but the sin that destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah was a sin of pride. Mm. So let's be very clear. Mm. Yes, there was sexual sin, but that's not why it was destroyed. Yeah. They were told by Abraham that it was God who rescued all the people who were kidnapped, Mm. the extorted ones, right? Mm -hmm. Comes back, and then Salem or or Sodom refuses to acknowledge that it was God who rescued. And it Mm. was that pride, the refusal of the acknowledgement, that actually got their town destroyed, Mm. not the other way around. But during the the previous battle that... Abraham and his servants win, and they pay tithes to Melchizedek, who is the high priest and king of Salem. Mm -hmm. But this city goes on and has some interesting history with the Israelites, and it's at one point called Jebus before it's officially established. It's I like the French pronunciation, Jebus. Jebus. <laughs> Jebus. Um, it's three times prayed to by Daniel because at this time the city laid in ruin and True. Daniel recognized very clearly for the Messiah to come, it will need to be rebuilt. And Mary and Joseph took Jesus to this city. And of course, this city is none other than Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Sorry, that's yep. a song. That. J- yep, that that place is none other than Jerusalem. Now, Jerusalem is obviously Salem, Peace, Jericho. It's essentially the the place 
the place of peace. Okay. Yeah, where you can find God. You know, it's also the city of David. And ah. Yeah, because it, it, uh, I know Bethlehem, no, I know Bethlehem really? is, but I'm pretty sure. Well, it's the city that David chose to be the capital of his kingdom. Mm-hmm. Because it wasn't always Jerusalem wasn't always the capital, I guess, of Israel. But mm-hmm. then with yes, you know, for for a long time it wasn't even even by the time David was king, it wasn't. It was it was under David's instructions. Actually, right towards the end of David's life, when David commits the grave grave sin of trying to number the people and fortify the army against God's will and wishes, many people die. But it's at that time when instruction is given to set up Jerusalem as the capital and for Solomon, David's son, to build the temple there. And and, it, and it's under Solomon when Jerusalem is established as that great, amazing, the holy city. Right. Mm-hmm. The, the it's a, it's an incredible place. city. Like, I went there in 2019, uh, mm-hmm. pre-COVID, mm-hmm. like literally just months before COVID. I didn't realize it at the time. But, man, it was it's a very unique city. So you've got different people groups in the city that kind of are there. You have Armenians, which mm-hmm. I didn't know much about. Uh, you have Muslims, you have Christians, and you have the Jews all living together, uh, maybe pretending to be in harmony. I, I don't know if there's much harmony there, but but it's, it's a melting pot of culture and society and uh, a, a Middle Eastern just smorgasbord mm. of religion and belief and philosophy. It's mm. a very, very interesting, unique place. Uh, we went to the Wailing Wall mm. uh, one night before the Sabbath, and uh, it was really interesting. All the the soldiers were dancing in a circle. This was very awkward mm-hmm. uh, because they're dancing in a circle. They're like, Shabbat Shalom, you know, singing mm. like the Sabbath song. And then the dude drops his machine gun in the middle of the circle, like just fully just drops on the ground. And we're all just like, ah, you know, like <laughs> it was super scary. Like, and he was like, ha, ha, ha. whoops, yeah. <laughs> dropped again. You know, it was, we were, we were all just like, okay. what a Sabbath blessing. Yeah, we, it was very scary, honestly. Like, cause we were all like, it was like dancing and it, the way they celebrate the Sabbath is really beautiful, but the, I don't like the machine gun. Machine gun part. Yeah, not into that. Yeah. As a result of obviously heavy tensions taking place in Jerusalem, Jerusalem and the Jews and the Palestinians and whatnot. Very heavy, heavy times happening there. And if you do choose life, you'll end up in the new Jerusalem, the holy city in heaven. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.